1: Welcome back the final segment of today's episode. It's right now 2.52. And don't forget, there is a brand new Mars rover rolling around the red planet today. Perseverance touched down at exactly one fifty five mountain time. Uh, one of the most astounding aspects of that landing is that that 1.55 time was predicted at when the rover itself was still thousands and thousands, tens of thousands, ...of miles away from the surface of the red planet. Imagine, imagine, of all of the, you know, countless thousands, if not millions of calculations... ...that must go into rocket science, exploring the galaxy. Imagine, after all of that, the team behind this project, able to determine down to the minute... Exactly when uh, this spacecraft would touch down on the Martian surface, 292.5 million miles from where it took off in Cape Canaveral, Florida, just this past year in July. Absolutely astounding. Uh, When you have some quiet time here tonight and you're with the family, uh, go back and listen to the radio calls coming from uh, California in the headquarters of the Jet Propulsion Laboratory as they were monitoring the touchdown of this Perseverance rover. Absolutely astounding stuff. Uh, All right. Shoot. I keep getting distracted by the rover. I see an image or I see a a picture on TV, and there I am talking about it again. Uh, Anyway, I do want to talk to you briefly about a a congressional hearing, uh, one that will take place uh, next week and one that uh, took place earlier this morning in Washington, D.C. I have just now, uh, just moments ago, as a matter of fact, gotten some additional details about a committee hearing, a Senate committee hearing, specifically the Senate Committee on Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs will hold a hearing next Tuesday, the 23rd, at, uh, I believe, 8 o'clock our time here in Utah, examining the January 6th attack on. On the U.S. Capitol, the the new news here uh, is an additional list of names of witnesses that will appear during uh, that that hearing. Thus far, it's been announced officially by the committee that the witnesses will include uh, Robert Conti. The third is acting chief of police for the Washington D.C. Metro Police Department. Uh, additionally. It'll be Stephen Sund, if you remember, the former chief of police of the U.S. Capitol Police, and then Michael Stanger, the former sergeant-at-arms and doorkeeper at the U.S. Senate. Well, in addition to uh, that list, also testifying will be um, uh, uh, Paul Irving, former House sergeant-at-arms Paul Irving. Now, you've seen Paul Irving before. I'm sure you have. You've heard his voice. He is the man that uh, for the past number of years, as the president has uh, delivered the State of the Union address, he's the man that comes, steps onto the floor of the U.S. House and shouts out, Mr. Speaker, Mr. Speaker, the president of the United States. You know that guy? That's him. And he for a number of years has served as the, had served, as the House Sergeant-at-Arms resigning not long after those January 6th attacks. And so it is that next week, next Tuesday, the Senate will dig into exactly what happened uh, through the eyes at least of those who were uh, in charge of protecting the building and those who work within our walls. Uh, that's going to be something to watch uh, coming up next Tuesday. Now, the, the, the hearing at hand, the, the hearing which has uh, concluded Uh, in Washington, D.C., just this morning, uh, reaches back in time uh, a few weeks to when you and I were chatting about GameStop. Remember that? Remember there was this uh, interesting little dust-up in the stock market? There uh, were some hedge fund managers who had shorted uh, their position on GameStop, uh, predicting that the stock would decrease in value. And so they bet against GameStop uh, buying all of those uh, shorted positions. And then it was on the other side of the coin, uh, so to speak, there were those uh, folks on Reddit. And we've all uh, together learned about Reddit over the past few weeks who decided, hey, you know what? It is no good that they're betting against this GameStop and we might be able to bring about something called a short squeeze where betting or having bet against this company will ultimately cost these hedge fund managers a great deal of money. How'd they do that? Well, uh, there was uh, some talk, chatter back and forth on this Reddit platform by uh, subscribers to that Wall Street Bets subreddit. Some of these terms are not going to make too much sense unless you're deep into uh, this kind of social media and this interaction online. But essentially, a group of folks online decided that they were going to buy up as much. GameStop stock as possible, and to do so would then would then uh, frustrate the designs of those hedge fund managers, specifically those uh, who had taken out those short positions. When the price goes up, when you have bet against, it's going to cost you a good deal of money. Well, as often is the case, big deals turn into <laughs> events in Congress and turn into congressional hearings. I have uh, rambled on for uh, some time now, and I apologize because there's a lot I'd like to share with you here. Uh, but uh, essentially, essentially, there is a, uh, a panel of witnesses uh, from Reddit, from one of the trading platforms, Robinhood. You heard about that. Uh, plus, a financial analyst named Keith Gill, who was attributed with having started the whole thing.
0: It is true that my investment in that company multiplied in value many times. For that, I feel enormously fortunate. I also believe the current price of the shares demonstrates that I've been right about the company. A few things I am not. I'm not a cat. I am not an institutional investor, nor am I a hedge fund. I do not have clients and I do not provide personalized investment advice for fees or commissions. I'm just an individual whose investment in GameStop and posts on social media were based upon my own research and analysis.
1: Two things to point out there. Number one, you may have heard him say, I am not a cat. He has a screen name by which he has been known throughout this whole saga, uh, Roaring Kitty. And uh, in terms of his imagery, his uh, avatar, cats have been the theme. And secondarily, it is his effort there to eliminate all suspicion of having manipulated the market. That's why he speaks so much about himself as an individual investor. Uh, I could go on all afternoon about this. I am sorry I have... Uh, taking us all the way to the end with getting through the whole story. It's time for me to say goodbye, though. Make way for the great Jeff Kaplan. Next up here on KSL News Radio.
0: I'm Dave Colley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office to meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home.